That border wall might be controversial, but that hasn't stopped contractors from fighting over the business and launching protests. We get more now from Procurement Attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell. And what is going on down there? We hear about the political controversy, but apparently it's causing some contracting disputes too. Joe, tell us what's going on. Well, this uh, set of cases came out of the Department of Homeland Security um, doing an interagency agreement with the Army Corps of Engineers. And the Army Corps would handle construction of border fencing. And the Army uh, Corps went ahead uh, and started uh, procuring uh, the, a design-built contract, or two design-built contracts, rather, for two sections of fence, one near Yuma, Arizona, and the other near El Paso, uh, along the border in New Mexico. Uh, and the first one, uh, they disqualified fissure sand and gravel. They, uh, they felt that that was inappropriate, so fissure sand and gravel filed a GAO protest. Uh, the Army uh, recognized that uh, they'd made a mistake, so they notified GAO that they would uh, correct the mistake, reinstate fissure sand and gravel, and proceed with the contract award. In the second one, uh, this was for 46 miles of what was called fencing, uh, along the Mexico border, again, a design-build contract. Uh, they selected a different company than Fisher Sand and Gravel for award. Uh, Fisher Sand and Gravel again protested to GAO, and they did so within the time limit for getting the automatic stay of performance, which is provided for by statute when you go to GAO. Uh, although agencies have to stop performing the contract when that is triggered, uh, they have a mechanism for uh, overriding the stay and beginning contract performance by making a finding, uh, in this case, of urgent and compelling circumstances. And that's what they did. Um, and Fisher, Sand, and Gravel uh, saw that uh, uh, the uh, their ability to get a relief would, uh, would probably be over by the time the protest was decided. So they protested the override of the stay, and um, that had to go to the Court of Federal Claims. So the Court of Federal Claims now is figuring out whether or not the Army properly overrode the stay of contract performance with its finding of urgent and compelling circumstances. And the, uh, the Corps of Engineers arrested primarily on the President's declaration of a national emergency in connection with security issues and the quote, humanitarian crisis, unquote, on the southern border. Um, when the case went to court, Fisher said, well, look, well, I had the, we had the second protest um, involving the border fence in the Yuma area, and uh, the agency didn't invoke the stay override. Uh, they resolved the protest, and so why is the stay override necessary here? They tried to create a situation of, uh, of contradiction, uh, the court wasn't buying it, however. The court said that uh, the situation there was different because it was a simple error, easily corrected, and um, resulted in little or no uh, actual uh, delay in contract performance. Well, what was the mistake that Fisher Sand and Gravel had had occur in the first place where it, it won on the GAO appeal? Well, unfortunately, the, the case doesn't describe that in any detail, uh, so we don't know, but it was something that must have been fairly obvious and glaring uh, for the court to immediately uh, take action. Uh, in the second case, the one involving the El Paso fence, um, 
there was a dispute about whether there was a mistake at all. So it looked like that protest was going to uh, last um, uh, the full 100-day time that GAO has to re- resolve the protest, or at least something close to that. Uh, so there's the question. Does uh, the agency have the right to override the stay and prevent this uh, delay of about 100 days? Um, so uh, the, in terms of the things that the court had to decide, uh, it determined that waiting for the GAO decision would uh, mean uh, the possible loss of fiscal year funds if they had to uh, delay performance or delay award of the contract until the next fiscal year. Uh, apparently, the contract hadn't even been been awarded when the protest was filed. Uh, the Army also said that they had a need to put this uh, physical barrier up quickly to stem the flow of narcotics and individuals trafficked over the border. And they noted large seizures, seizures rather, of drugs in that area. Well, normally, the agency would have to consider whether Overriding the stay would mean that legal requirements about contracting were being thwarted because there wouldn't be a remedy if the protest were upheld. But the judge held that the calculus shifts because of the national emergency declaration. The judge is is being deferential to the agency's judgment given the presidential proclamation. We're speaking with federal procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell. And so in some ways, the Army Corps of Engineers was acting at the behest of the administration and uh, kind of ignoring whatever debate might have been going on at the congressional and uh, political level. Well, that's absolutely correct. Uh, In fact, there's an interesting notation in the uh, court's rulings that uh, during the uh, protest, uh, the government asked for permission to allow um, uh, uh, to allow it to show portions of the record that were subject to a protective order to quote White House personnel unquote, and uh, they made that request uh, of the court. Uh, nobody objected, and so it was granted. So we know that White House personnel were interested in the protest and presumably monitoring it. Um, and the judge, of course, was uh, was aware of the fact there was some controversy about the proclamation, but he said that the bona fides of the national emergency are assumed in the court proceeding. So uh, he wasn't going to get into that issue, and there's no indication that uh, anyone uh, attacked the uh, emergency in any uh, in any significant way. Sure. The question was whether or not it justified the the stay. So the bottom line is this Fisher Sand and Gravel Company then has one of the contracts, but somebody else has the other contract because of the differing circumstances yeah. of the protests. That's correct. And I'm not, I'm not even sure at this point Fisher Sand and Gravel is continuing the GAO protest because uh, by the time that's resolved, um, it may be in, impossible to unwind that contract and make a, a separate award. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens uh, as, as things sure. unfold. And I guess the implication is that for there to be an emergency condition pursuant to going ahead with a contract, even under protest, as an alternative to the 100-day stay, then there's got to be more than simply the agency local level making that determination, but something larger, like a White House determination. Well, you know, the, the presidential proclamation does carry uh, a great deal of weight in the courts, Uh you know, there may be disputes about whether or not a border wall is an appropriate thing to do, but um, you know, the courts are 
uh, probably not the uh, a, a way that's the, that issue is going to get resolved. Uh, there are limitations on what they can do and what they can uh, judge, and um, the proclamation is is going to be taken at face value. At least it was in this case, and probably will be in others. Uh, the bottom line for contractors is that if there's a protest involving uh, uh, this national emergency proclamation, they're probably not going to be able to get performance stopped pending the resolution of the protest. Sure. And by the way, this Fisher Sand and Gravel is part of a company called Fisher Industries. It's not some little guy with a shovel somewhere. It's a very major contractor, and I believe it's traded. So we're talking about some some big stakes and some big companies. Well, uh, it's a pretty long border, and uh, there's obviously a lot of possible construction along there if the money's found. Joseph Petrillo is a D.C. procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell. As always, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Listen to the Federal Drive when you want. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.